Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is time now for Mind Your Business. And it's a pretty interesting topic that we're discussing on today. You know, business leaders are dealing with a whole lot more in terms of complexity compared with previously, right? I mean, you see the world sort of getting back on its feet in a bit of a post-pandemic sort of environment. Businesses trying to grapple with record-setting inflation, supply chain disruptions, a volatile stock market. And, of course, geopolitical conflict. So, you know, you can't really put a plan into place in terms of what kind of a degree of volatility you're going to see. Planners are still struggling with the seemingly impossible challenge of trying to quantify these movements in some sense. Uh, No real parallels or benchmarks to what's going on right now. And the result is leadership with no real confidence about about what's going to happen next or even maybe what to do next. So how can a business take the right steps when it comes to strategic planning and forecasting? Well, Bhavik Vashi, the Area Vice President for Asia at Anaplan, is on the line with me. Good morning, Bhavik. Good morning, Elliot. So Anaplan, you guys are a market-leading cloud-native enterprise SaaS company transforming how enterprises across industries see, plan, and drive business performance. I suppose rising inflation is the talk of the town. In your opinion, what are you seeing in terms of the potential for us entering some kind of a recession? Yeah, I think you hit on the nail a lot of the concerns that are top of mind for many of the business leaders that we deal with. And you're right. I think inflation, amongst many other topics, including supply chain disruptions, I think you mentioned stock market corrections and others, are really what you know leaders are trying to assess the impact of. And all of those things are often coming together to pose a real recessionary risk. I think where we like to focus our attention is really working with our customers to understand how they might be able to best navigate that, because obviously a recession is something that happens at a macroeconomic level, but obviously when you get down to the specifics of one business and their operations, there are ways to continue to accelerate growth or at least, you know, protect your profitability even in a recessionary environment where overall the market might be contracting. And so that's where we're trying to bring into bear our planning and forecasting capabilities to help them work through that. Obviously, technology will play a big part and data as a commodity. A little bit more on that in a while, though. Big story in the papers uh, is something that everyone's talking about. Singapore's core inflation rising 4.4% in June. That's the highest since November 2008. And we all remember what happened in 2008. I mean, since we're on the topic of forecasting, right? (laughs) Was this expected? Well, I think there were a lot of folks out there who could understand that inflation was one of the possible outcomes, especially if you think about the monetary policies that were required to really sustain uh, Singapore and, and most of the countries in the world through a COVID pandemic, which was highly unpredictable. It's kind of a black swan event. So when you think about the types of government subsidies and other things that had to be um, you know, put out there to make sure that People have food on the table and a roof over their heads. And in many other countries, it went, you know, even a step farther in terms of propping the economy up almost by printing money. Mm. And of course, when you have more money in circulation, then a logical outcome is that the value of that money changes in terms of its purchasing power. Unfortunately, that's what we're seeing come into play here in terms of the inflationary environment. 
Mm-hmm. You know, with the conversation we're having so far, it kind of also established how, you know, market observers we tend to watch patterns and get assurance from that. It's interesting how you know with COVID unprecedented, and now we have this emergence of monkeypox, and you've got yeah. experts saying, okay, it's not going to be as bad as COVID in terms of border shutdowns. What is the sentiment? Is there that worry that uh, wait a minute might be too good to be true? Yes, I think whether it's monkeypox today or, you know, in the past with bird flu or swine flu and COVID was certainly in a league of its own in terms of a health crisis, which led to a very specific and significant impact on the economy and frankly, the way we all live. I think what's most important to focus on is each of these events causes a significant level of uncertainty Mm. and disruption to what any enterprise company may be planning or forecasting from a business operations standpoint. And I think even more interestingly is that we now know that we never predict the future. I think that, you know, over the last maybe five years, especially in enterprise technology, there was a big trend about predictive analytics and things of that nature, where we really started to push the envelope about, let's try to understand exactly what the next year or month or whatever is going to look like. I think there's a shift in that mentality now Whether it's monkeypox today or something else tomorrow, I think there's a broad acceptance that we don't know what we don't know. And so what's more important than trying to predict the future is actually being very agile, very flexible as a company and making sure that you have the capability to pivot, to course correct and to do, you know, real time scenario planning. So no matter what the flavor of the day is in terms of external disruption, you can react to that most effectively. And I think that's really where we're focusing our time and effort. (laughs) So I can hear a lot of board members out there going, wait a minute, you guys were supposed to talk about planning for future volatility. But that key, what you mentioned there, real time scenario planning. Is it a case of a mindset or is there a framework, pardon the very technical style of question, right? Is there a framework when it comes to being able to come up with real-time scenario planning? Yeah, you know, it's a little bit of both. I think there's a framework, there's a mentality, and there's also, you know, a technology capability. So certainly the mentality is significant. You know, we've operated in a world for at least the last 20 years where, Things like coming up with the annual plan or the annual budget are commonplace in every company that I've worked at and worked with. That, to me, you know, is starting to become an outdated concept, frankly. It's certainly the act of planning and the act of budgeting is important, but the plan itself is useless because the world today changes much more dynamically than an annual basis. It's changing on a monthly, on a weekly, and in some industries on a daily or an hourly basis. So... That mentality of what does a planning horizon, as we call it, really look like, depending on the problem that you're trying to solve, you know, and uh, especially when you start to think about supply chains and you look at current food shortage, for example, in terms of just kind of where you're getting your materials or whether it's, you know, the real estate bubble in that particular sector or 5G and telco, there's so many different trends and each of those is causing, you know, the need for real-time scenario modeling and planning to be much more present. And yes, of course, there's a technology capability that then has to enable that as well, which is making sure that you have access to all the data across your enterprise, irrespective of which department it is, finance, sales, marketing, HR, supply chain. Don't think of them as different departments. These are all just components of your business. So making sure that you have a single platform where all of that data lives, all of that data can be related to one another, and ultimately you can use that data to make decisions. 
that's the technology capability, which is becoming a must-have for companies. So it sounds like at the very basic, we've got to change from annual uh, forecasting meetings to what we've seen during COVID pandemic, where bosses are constantly keeping in touch, constantly getting updates. Okay, how are things going? Do we need to tweak our plan? Uh, yeah. A little bit more agile in that sense. Yes, absolutely. When you think of the boardroom, you think of this you know, very fancy boardroom yeah. and high in the sky and you know, people <laughs> meeting in suits. That boardroom has very quickly become mobile phones, emails, technologies like Slack. So that boardroom is constantly meeting. It's not just meeting once a year or once a quarter. And it's really every day you're looking at the impact of something that happens outside of the walls of your company. And I think that's the other element is that a lot of the disruption is now external Mm -hmm. rather than kind of internal or even within your industry, right? I mean, COVID, for example, inflation, for example, even some of the things like great resignation or some of the geopolitical conflicts, those are across all industries. So they're very applicable to everyone. Every company is being impacted in a different way. Some positively, at least from a business perspective, depending on their product or service, and others, you know, obviously very negatively. And so how do you incorporate those external changes into your plan, into your forecast, into your operations? That's what the board meeting is now, uh, and it's happening every day. Tell us a little bit about this term, connected planning. Yeah, connected planning is an easy-to-remember phrase that really just talks about connecting together all of the different plans, all of the different departments that you have within your organization. Like I said, whether it's finance Mm. or workforce, sales, marketing, supply chain. And I think the reason it's a concept in the first place is traditionally these departments have all operated very independently of each other. They all have their own set of technologies, which allows them to do their component of the overall business very, very well. But what's been missing is that because of those silos, they don't talk to one another. And so if one of those components changes, the impact on all of the other departments is not easily seen or easily predicted. And as I just mentioned, now that that's happening on a daily basis, that problem becomes even more exasperated when you're thinking about making good decisions. And certainly when you're thinking about you know, changing the strategy of the company overall in terms of that daily board meeting that we talked about. So connected planning is the concept to bring all those planning processes together on a single platform so that everything is interconnected in real time. Can that solve a problem I've been seeing lately where I have friends who say they used to report to one boss, now the entire department reports to two boss and there's another boss oversighting and this constant issue of company restructure throughout the pandemic. Can this solve that problem potentially? I think it will change the way that we see the problem. <laughs> like okay. if I can put it that way. Okay. I think that traditionally we thought of, you know, organizational structures and reporting lines as the way that we solve problems, meaning, you know, you're in finance, you report into somebody in finance and you guys are all working on finance things, whether that be <laughs> accounting or controllership or treasury or cash flow and so on and so forth. Nowadays, what we're seeing is that the way a business operates is much more horizontal, right? So if you're a finance director, is your most important stakeholder really, say, the VP of finance? Or is it the director of supply chain, the director of marketing, the director of HR? All of you who are working together to execute on a corporate strategy, whether it's increase the top line or increase the bottom line as well, 
which has been set by your respective, you know, C-level executive or maybe even the CEO itself. So I'm seeing a lot more of these horizontal working teams. And when you move to that kind of a structure, uh, frankly, your reporting lines matter a lot less. Mm. And it's more about who you work with on a daily basis. Mm. Just a final question, Bavik. Anaplan recently announced the completion of its acquisition by Thoma Bravo. I believe yes. it's for $10.4 billion. How does this put Anaplan in a better position when it comes to addressing customer needs, when it comes to speed of that as well? Yeah, I think, as you mentioned, the closing of the transaction represents a very important milestone as we continue to solidify our leadership position and deliver best-in-class solutions for our customers. I think specifically getting out of the limelight of the public market should help us accelerate growth and focus on delivering stronger platform innovations for our customers. So, you know, we're a very attractive brand for any private equity firm with our growth rates, our high retention rates, and, you know, some of the biggest global brands as our customers. I think this will allow us to really put ourselves in a better place in terms of our product innovation and specifically our investments in growth to make sure that we're addressing our customer needs with even more flexibility and speed than ever before. Wonderful. Been speaking with Bavik Vashi, who is Area Vice President for Asia at Anaplan. Really appreciate your time this morning. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Have a great day. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.